Hello and welcome to the inaugural episode of Not Another Superhero Movie Podcast. Uh, it's basically a podcast. Nick, who's to my right, and I, um, Tom, we're going to talk about the latest and hopefully the greatest superhero movies that come out. We're going to cover DC, we're going to cover Marvel uh, a lot because they're kind of the, the leaders right now, but we're also going to hopefully, as time goes on, delve into pretty much every superhero movie that comes out. And we hope provide some a little bit of different takes. Hence, not another superhero movie podcast. So to start that off, we're going to start with a different kind of movie. Uh, today we're talking about Aquaman. Nick, what do you think about Aquaman? Yeah, um, I didn't know what to expect going into this. I like like most people, I've seen the the, the licks that Aquaman has taken over the years. You know, he talks to fish. You know, the the runt <laughs> of the Justice League, the Family Guy um, jokes. But we knew we had Jason Momoa. We knew we knew it was going to be grittier. It was going to be funnier. And I mean, all in all, entertainment they 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 delivered at the end of the day. I gotta say, I think it's a really entertaining movie. I mean, we saw this when it came out uh, in December. We just saw it a second time. I think it's a movie that holds up, and it's a movie that you walk. We walked out of the theater and we just sat, sat and watched it. Now, it was fun. Yeah. And, yeah. And. And so many of those these movies, the Snyderverse, just yeah. has haven't been fun. The, the Snyder the Snyder touch on this movie was like very light. I think it was an executive producer, like from a distance. Yeah, and, I think he just and, has to be on. Yeah, and he's just like yeah, overseeing the Justice League for all you know the grittiness he can. But I, I I thought this movie was good. Like the comedic elements were good when when we had them. Um, the, the visuals were amazing. And it was it was interesting as a story. Like it maybe tried to to take on a lot more than than we expected out of an origins. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a solid one. I think it's weird to say this because it sounds like an insult, but this is the bar we're dealing with with DC. If this if it's if everything was the same, but Aquaman was a Marvel character, I would say oh, that's like a mid low tier Marvel movie. Yeah. But because it's a DC movie, I'm like, hey. Yeah. That was pretty good. Like, like it solidly beats Thor: The Dark World, which I know is not a huge bar, but in in the DC universe of the current movies, it's like top three. Yeah, like it might be three, it might be two. I I don't know, but like, it, yeah, it's up there. It's up there, and I think the thing about this is it's we'll we'll get into this later, but it's a familiar story. Yeah. This it doesn't it's not it's not a risky movie, yeah. which I think is completely fine yeah. for an origin story. There's some there's some there's some uh throwback beats to uh fandom here or there, I gotta say. Fans of other movies will like this movie because you've seen this movie even and, before seeing it. And you've probably seen almost everyone in this cast in another movie that you love. Yeah, we're gonna when we talk through the movie, we're going to talk I don't know, at least I will. I'll be switching between uh, ca character names, actor names. Uh, I'll probably call the Aquaman's dad Django Fett yeah, throughout the movie. We're, we're going to be fluid. We're going to be fluid with it. I'm going to try not to say Ocean Master too many times. Because I'll start laughing. We love that name. <laughs> it's the greatest name ever created. But yeah, yeah. So, so I think um, maybe we'll give everybody you know, kind of a little bit of a... You yeah, know, let's walk break, through let's break the it movie, down. the plot of the movie, break it down. So we open with, as this movie does, uh, with exposition. 
a little bit of background, right. a little bit of flashback. Right. Where would we be in an origin movie without a little bit of dialogue ground us? So, an interesting choice here. We don't do the, uh, and I don't know, could this movie have used a little bit of back in the beginning there were seven kings uh, kingdoms? And I'm okay with their choice because like, we kind of know that there were seven kingdoms. And like, once they right. say it, we're like, oh yeah, there were seven kingdoms. Got see, it. See, it's one of those things that, you know, just because this movie copies from other movies so much, it, I expected them to have a, a Thor-type opening of, you know, this is yeah. how it used to be and now it's this. Especially because they kind of do that a little bit later in the movie, mm -hmm. but they don't do it in the beginning. And it's, it's interesting. But that's the choice they make. Uh, yeah. So we open with Nicole Kidman, Aquaman's mom. Right, Aquamom. Uh, Aquamom. <laughs> falling in love with Django Fett. Yes. And then... And his only name is Django Fett. Is he, he has given to a, is he given a name in the movie? No, he doesn't have a name in the movie. I don't think he does. Yeah, he's Mr. Curry, Django Fett. So, I don't, so they grow up, and uh, Aquaman is... Right, we he's have, born. We have Aqua Baby. Aqua Lad. He turns into Aqua Lad. He's right. trained. He's trained by Green Goblin. He's trained by um, Green Goblin. You know, which is an important, like, you know, parental figure for him. He's because two. He both his real dad and his and his underwater dad are like the most macho people ever. And then and then he doesn't get to become Aquaman before before Atlantis comes calling for uh, for Nicole Kidman. Right, so we have what we have here is a scene where a couple Atlantean soldiers who are wearing this armor. Now, I have a lot of nitpicks about this armor. This armor right. drives me crazy. Right. It, we, it's made clear throughout the movie that the Atlanteans don't go above land. Right. Surface dwellers yeah. don't know they exist, mm -hmm. but yet they have armor equipped to go on land. They have boots that are like, you know, good for mild hiking, moderate hiking. They don't walk. Ever. And maybe these are throwbacks from their time. But also, if you notice, the armor that is in the Nicole Kidman fight scene is the same armor that's in throughout later in the movie. Yeah. It doesn't evolve in 20 years. Right. At least those Atlanteans came on land. You know, like, they were in Maine for two minutes. Right. And they could have learned something, but no. Very, it's 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 kind of interesting. So then you have one of the most pointless fight scenes in the history of cinema, right? Where Nicole Kidman fights for a little bit, beats up and kills four random Atlanteans. It does have that good. It does have that good spin move, though. That's true. The good like hook around the shoulder spin move, which we end up seeing later on. We do very um, very stylistic yeah, choice by James yeah. Wan, the director. Right. Uh, we also see, and I appreciate this. We see Nicole Kidman just straight up murder a dude. Yeah. Like, I mean, <laughs> often, like throughout the fight, it's mostly, oh, he, she deflects guns, she flips yeah. people over, she throws a couch at someone. Not a lot of serious damage going on. And then she winds up and chucks the trident. <laughs> trident through the chest. Through the chest. Bleeding water. Um, yeah. If, if you Zach, see the lights if, go out. If Zack Snyder had any influence on this movie, and, and thankfully it wasn't great. It wasn't huge. It was, yeah. Our heroes are allowed to kill people now and then. That that's an okay thing. Which I think they deserve it. But but yeah. Which I think dovetails us into the next scene. So before we go, uh, Nicole Kidman beats up these guys who were only there. They who weren't there to kill her. They were only there to take her back to Atlantis. Right. This 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 was your your local PD. Yes. Hey, come down to the station. We want to talk. 
And mind you, Atlantis has a long memory, is, is a quote. They'll never forget. They'll always find me. It took them, based on the age that Aquaman is this time, about five years yeah. to find her. Yeah. And, and again, she never moved. They were in this light. I don't think they even left to go get groceries. I, they were in this lighthouse in every scene in the beginning. I, of this I, movie. I don't think this. she was missing long enough to make it on the Atlantean version of Cold Case. Like, I think they found her before, you know, before nighttime TV. It does seem, it seems that way. But, so she, she has to leave. She has to go back because there's no other way. I killed these guys for no reason. They didn't have families. Welcome to the Snyderverse. Yeah. And now we're, in, now we're on to the next scene. Uh, right. Right. So she's gone, you know, um, and then I think we get the sub, right? I think first we get Aquaman getting his, discovering his powers. That's right. That's right. Right. So, so we have boy, Aqua kid. we have Aqua boy, Aqua kid, um, you know, going school class field trip. And what, what I thought was a little bit of like Harry Potter at the, at the zoo, at the snake, uh, very much exhibit so. is, um, he's getting picked on. And then all of a sudden, whether he knows it or not, he, you know, he starts he he gets his boys behind him in the fish tank going. He gets the shark going. He has the the rings shoot out of his hands. His eyes glow. Now, Nick, do you think this scene was necessary? Because I don't know. It, maybe it's been memed so much. The one thing people know about Aquaman is that he talks to fish. Yes. Did we yes. need a scene to say he talks yes. to talks to fish? No. Just like I, they made the right call when when they didn't <clears throat> tell us about the Seven Kingdoms, and they. And they made the wrong call when they gave us the the boy talking to fish because we knew both of those things. Both of those things were like generally accepted facts. I mean, it was fine. And if if the shark came out and he smashed the glass and he like ate that kid, which would be very Snyderverse, then then maybe that scene was worth it. But just, just talking to fish, yeah, we, we knew that. I don't know. Maybe it was only worth it for the shark even cracking the glass a little bit because yeah. that, that was a cool visual. Yeah, it was. It was. It was movie disturbing. chock full. Of you felt like cool. it was going to happen. It was so, a cool visual. So they so they delivered there. Yeah. So so we have Aqua Boy. We know we know he's got his powers and he's and he's training a, a bit with. Um, he's training a bit with the Green Goblin. Green Goblin, as you mentioned before, Volko um, in the movie, this, uh, learning the staff and and poor Green Goblin knows that Aquamom is gone. And this kid keeps asking, and he's like, "She wants you to be good enough when you're ready." Yeah, like honestly, she may, he may it's a it's a no win situation for Green Goblin, but right. he makes the mom sound like a gigantic asshole. Yeah, like you have to be worthy of seeing your mom. Right, you know your mom that your dad says loved you unconditionally. That's not true. Yeah, she loves you very conditionally. She's a soccer and unless mom. You're good. Who's like, if you don't make the travel team, this is not going to happen. <laughs> He's like, keep practicing, you know. Spend yeah. time with your coach, right? And then we get the fr then we the movie actually starts. Yes, yes. Then we get actual Aquaman. No more exposition, right? We're 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 present day, and we get um, a little bit of you know a little bit of spy thriller, a little bit of action. You know, no Atlanteans right away as um, the mercenaries roll up to the Russian submarine. I actually think this is my favorite scene in the movie. Yeah? I, I think this is a perfect action Aquaman. He has banter. Oh, uh, when he... Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think this is right. almost what you want. I think what this is what they were going for from the Jason Momoa Aquaman. Yeah. He's badass. He throws people around. He throws nuke unarmed nukes yes, around. Yes, yes. He, 
he quips. He yeah, the mercs the mercs take over the sub in like two seconds. The the sailors are in like a little thing, and then Aquaman comes down. You know. Yeah blows them out of the water permission to come aboard yes yes that line which is a great line it's a great it's such a cheesy line but it fits the aesthetic of the movie it told so you what well the, it told you what the movie was gonna be and you were like okay i got it i got exactly it. like yeah you know, you know you're not expecting this high class dialogue but you don't need it because the delivery was great i think jason momo was pretty good in this movie yes as Aquaman, he played. He fits into it well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he looks like an Aquaman. He, he looks the part, physicality, and, and like, there's no point where like he he tosses some huge thing and you don't believe that he could do it. Like, he's a, he's the he's a he's the beast. Exactly. In this very scene, the guy tries to stab him in the chest and it doesn't work. And I'm like, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. I'm not even like, oh, that's Aquaman. He's he's strong. Oh yeah. no, that's Jason Momoa. You can't stab him because yeah, he he's... just splits the yeah. sword. Oh man. We're yeah. like, all right. Okay. This is he's humans are outmatched. So this is also this scene has a dual purpose of showing us how good Aquaman is, but also setting up Black Manta. Right. As right. you would think the movie's villain. Turns out one of a bunch of villains. No, he's the side villain. Yes. Um and, and so, you know, he 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 beats these guys down like nothing. Um he took a grenade in the chest before he did that. And then he's 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 leaving them, you know, like the 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 sub is slowly sinking. Like you got a good twenty minutes. And they have scuba suits. And they have scuba suits with the masks. And then Papa Black Manta is like, no, we're gonna get we're gonna take one more shot at this. He shoots it another grenade at him and misses terribly. And all it does is create a gigantic hole in the submarine, and the water starts to fill up. Right, right. And then, and then Aquaman is like, "This is your problem. I'm piecing out." Right? And Black Black Manta makes one of the most inexplicable pleas in yeah. the history of supervillainy. Right, like like morally judging Aquaman for not saving my dad. This is your fault. Your dad just fired a grenade into the wall of the submarine that caused this. Yeah, he literally just tried to kill him, and and like they would have both lived if they just like left it at that right so it's very unjustified anger on the part of black manta but you know it builds his his rage character it makes him a little bit less materialistic as a mercenary goes yeah later. he <laughs> abandons his capitalist ways yes uh never tell him how to pirate no do not no. tell him how to pirate yes. Don't tell don't tell him how to pirate. That is a line he says. That's that's, uh, that's a true to line the ship from captain this movie. before stabbing yeah. him through the heart. Right. This you, is the kind of movie it is. You you know it's how to great. captain, I know how to pirate. <laughs> right. So so Momoa leaves and then um this is another great scene. He comes uh you know, he comes up to the surface Pro chilling with the boys. This is a short scene. So the, the first scene that this movie starts out on fire. See, this is what I don't know if they needed the Nicole Kidman because the first two true Aquaman scenes are amazing. Yeah, I think they set the tone so well. Right. So, so essentially, Aquaman goes to his dad. You get the uh -huh. his dad walks out on the sunset, looking or sunrise, looking right. for his mom. Sees Aquaman. They go grab a beer. Yeah. You know, drinks him under the table. Right. We learn the dad is that is is pretty cool, bro. Dad can hang. Too much of him. Dad, can Django hang. can hang. He can hang. 
these these biker looking dudes come up and they're like, "Oh, we heard you're Aquaman. You're that fish boy, right? Fish boy, fish and man." We're like, okay, we're gonna get another fight. We're gonna ready for this. And then and then and then he pulls out the pink cell phone and he's like, "Can we get a selfie? Come on, yeah. please." And please. Then Aquaman's like, "Don't touch me." Whatever. He looks yeah. kind of pissed off. And then they do like a very quick. I didn't re- realize how quick it was. I thought it was longer oh, the yeah. first time. It's like a few snapshots and it's Aquaman serious smiling yeah. drinking with these guys and again it's just it's such an effective to set up who Aquaman cuz this movie is right. a soft, like essentially a soft reboot of the character right it just sets up who he is he's a he's a cool guy yeah he's a guy you want to have a beer he's with. he's chilling in the ocean and he doesn't he doesn't want to be part of any of this monarchy shit he's not he's not up for it right now right he he's not a ruler he's yeah, yeah. he doesn't want it to right. to quote Jon Snow right but he, i think he and then he comes out of the bar and Atlantis comes calling again. This time, this time, you know, we get we get Mira, who it's unclear if they've met before or not. Even right. though they did meet in Justice League, we we know that they both have amnesia. And even though they met in Justice League the movie, and there's a reference made to the movie Justice League, yeah, in this very scene, yeah, they they said that he helped beat Steppenwolf, which and is saved the, Atlantis, the bad guy in in that movie, and he saved Atlantis. They need they need him to do it again because now you see the secondary villain of this movie, Orin, yeah, the Ocean Orm. Master, yeah, Orm, Orm, the Ocean Master, as I call him, yes, big O M. He wants to wage war on the surface world, yeah. Why? Who knows? He's Mister Bellicosity, you know. He he he's got something to prove. We don't know why. He's an angry guy. Yeah. But anyway, he needs he the world needs saving, and it's Aquaman's job. Uh, of course, he don't want to take it. He says no. Yeah. This is round two of him him not going the hero route. First, he didn't save the pirate who tried to kill him six times, and now he doesn't want to go back to Atlantis and uh, kick out his brother. See, it seems, based on the first scene, he wants to be a hero on his terms. Yeah. He likes his life. He gets to beat up some pirates. Yeah, part-time he, hero. Part-time hero. He gets to go have a beer with Dad at the bar. That That's what he... He doesn't want to be a ruler. He doesn't want... They do a good job of setting up that fact early in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so, so let's go. Then we go... Uh, we go underwater. Yeah, right. So, so what happens... In the interim, you know, Orm, Orm is like, ah, we're gonna show him how strong we are. Sends these huge tidal waves, knocks out the car. Well, before we get to the tidal waves, yeah, yeah, yeah. we get to the underwater meeting between yes. Orm, right. the Ocean Master, and right. Dolph Lundgren. Right. So, so now we've seen what. Now we're gonna see what uh, all the the Manta stuff before was all about. This is the attempt to tie the two villains of the movie together. So, Orm is. The King of Atlantis, and it's a little murky about what exactly that title is. Right. Because there are seven kingdoms, two of them are extinct. Yeah, yeah. People the, seem to... Well, they, they tell us the seven kingdoms, you need, you need like four kingdoms to become Ocean Master. We don't know what Ocean Master exactly does, but it sounds menacing. Right, and, and it gives you permission and to you scream. War powers. And war power. It's, right. He becomes supreme commander of the armies. Right. So essentially, he meets with Dolph Lundgren, who's Mira's dad. Right. And they right. they are talking together, and essentially, it seems that they have the two most powerful armies in Atlantis. Yeah, and we should mention, you know, that he's Mira's dad because they have the exact same color red hair. 
Right. And yeah. they're the only two people in the movie that have that color red hair. Right. Right. Very Everyone else just has their own hair. Dyed hair. They have bright red hair. They have bright, bright, bright red hair. It, it is shines. so bright. I wish they would have made a mention of it when they go on land later. Yeah, unexplained. But no anyway, one in Sicily's yeah. like, wow, that hair. Yeah, right. But but yeah, so so Dolph Lundgren's getting on, you know, get, getting on board. He's a little skeptical. He's a little proud. He's a little proud. He doesn't. He said he, he considers himself almost above the uh, the surface dwellers. But then disaster strikes. And it's a Loki false flag operation yeah, yeah. where the summer, a submarine comes in right. and shoots, and there's an explosion, and the Ocean Master the takes, are coming. He takes his spear, and he destroys an entire submarine. Right. Carves up this, this submarine. The surface dwellers are after us. So, so, so now Ivan Drago, I mean, you know, Dolph Lundgren is on board. And apparently this was such a great threat, even though one guy with a sword essentially killed it. Yeah. A whole submarine. Right. This is such a great threat that, you know what, now we need to unite the four remaining kingdoms. Yeah. Elect an Ocean Master and attack, legally attack the surface world. Yeah, we need, it's important that we have the law on our side. Right. Sea law is important and needs to be followed at all times. Now, you're allowed to hold someone at knife point to make them vote a certain way, but as long as they vote in that way... It's legal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the intricacies of sea law. Are, you can you can kill whoever you need to kill, but but you need to get that you know that 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 signed, sealed, delivered agreement. Right. Yeah. So now they have the two most powerful armies in it seems in the world. Right. Based on the te this technology, they're the they most have. like people looking sea creatures, and now all the other creatures are like various amalgamations of like man crustacean. Right, right, and and fish crustacean, fish crustacean, yeah. So, so now we go. We we're back on the surface. Aquaman's leaving the bar. His dad's too drunk. He dragged yeah. him under the table. Right. Aquaman's gonna drive them home. We see Mira again, and now there's a tidal wave. Yeah, tidal wave comes, huge fifty foot wave, whatever it is. Right. Amazing scene. <clears throat> awesome. Visually, awesome. Visually. Awesome. Mira saves the day. She has water. She's a waterbender. Yeah. Almost. She controls the water around is able to form a pocket. Did you pull that from like Avatar? Yeah, something? it's from Avatar. Yeah. She it explains it very well. Yeah, it's 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 like uh, you know, Katara in Avatar in Avatar. Yeah. Right. So So basically so she saves him. So she saves him, the dad's alive, and Aquaman is so grateful. That he agrees, you know what? You're right. This tidal wave, we it needs he needs Ocean Master needs to be stopped. Yeah. So this is my he question. Wanna, he doesn't want to do more, but gotta stop the Ocean Master. Here's my question: If the Ocean Master, but one, how does the Ocean Master send tidal waves? Because what we've seen so far is that these guys can swim fast. Yeah. They other than Mira, none of them have been waterbenders. But they, they can swim fast, and they can breathe in water, and their bodies are acclimated to the water. Yeah. How do they control the water itself and send tidal waves? Not just not just at Aquaman. The whole world. Yeah. They send all the garbage back, all yeah, the this ships. Is worldwide news. It this apparently happened wave. coastlines throughout yeah. the world. It, it almost makes it, you know, 75% of the world is water already. Mm -hmm. The surface. Mm -hmm. 
if he can send tidal waves onto the land, how? Why does he need the other arms? He doesn't need the ocean man powers. He just needs to keep sending the waves. I mean, how? Like, and how does he send the waves? Does yeah. he have the power? He never uses it. You'd think at the end of the movie when they're having their climactic fight, he'd just be hold on a second. Here's the tidal wave. Yeah. No, but we don't. We don't see that. Again, his ability to summon tidal waves. Um, Unexplained. So they go. So now, okay, time to go stop the Ocean Master because he's so powerful mm-hmm. and he can't be stopped. Right. Aquaman's on board for that. Aquaman's on board. They go. They go in. They have an exposition dump yes. about a myth of they have to get the mystical trident. They have to get Mjolnir. They have yeah. to get. Excalibur. Might as well call it Mjolnir. Yeah. Right. They so they have to get this uh, this doohickey that yeah. can save the world. Right. And essentially, but. Before they do that, they get captured prisoner. There, there's a fight scene, and Arthur. Uh, Aquaman's yeah, they have power... a secret meeting, and and it's revealed that um, the soccer coach for Aquaman has been in on it the whole time, Green Goblin, and um, and then it's immediately broken up. Immediately broken up right after the exposition dump. Yeah, the cop. The cops are very considerate to the audience. It's like, okay, this is something you need to know. Here's the exposition. Right. After that, we're going to come break up, bust up this party. Yeah. There was a noise complaint. They live for that. So, Aquaman, also, Aquaman's power is a little inconsistent. Sometimes he, like, can't be killed at all. Other times he... Well, I don't know. beat up by this guy. We're, we're dealing with Atlantean powers at this point. This is a little different than... That's the, true. It scales than the sword and stuff. And but these yeah. guys almost seem like Iron Man. But they have full suits and they're powered. Yeah. He charges up this punch that he yeah. gives. So I, I guess they kind of like the Iron Man suits in a way, right? It makes sense. They're they're Water Man suits, okay. right? So now he gets taken, and it's time for one. And we'll talk about this a little bit later. But maybe my biggest problem with the movie is this exposition: Thor Ragnarok meets the Grandmaster scene, where where the Ocean Master lays out his plan, mm-hmm. and he just doesn't lay out his plan. He says the ocean needs to be destroyed. The ocean needs to destroy the land. And Aquaman says, why? Yeah. You're insane. Right. And then he goes, well, what about this? the pollution? And the this? And the that? Yeah, that's a throwaway line. And he says it one line. Yeah, like, we know, we know that at the end of the day, the Ocean Master is all about power and, like, this compensating for the brother, whatever. But... He doesn't like hold the figment of the of the line for like more than a minute. He it, it's it's like the movie it's like the writers of this movie as they were this, writing the script heard about Killmonger and heard about Thanos yeah and were like oh that's kind of interesting yeah a villain that is a little bit you kind of squint and say well they're doing the wrong thing but maybe for the right reason yeah instead of actually following through they said well how about we'll throw two lines into the movie. And then that'll be that. Yeah. Because yeah. Cause it's it's not like... And they know, had something there. They did. I think that would make a... We'll, we'll kind of talk later about our problems and how we would have fixed them in yeah. this movie. But but I think that, that scene that scene just didn't work. Because it, it meant to set up this this huge climb... This huge fight and make... It should have made Arthur Aquaman doubt himself and doubt whether he was doing the right thing. Yeah. And, like, st- and it just didn't. It didn't work. Yeah. Like... Like he might have uh, tried to stay out of it a little bit longer. Maybe, maybe he wouldn't have, uh, 
you know, does do you kind of st stir shit up and, and maybe he would have walked around Atlantis a little bit, see what it's like or something like that. We could have had a little fish out of water for Aquaman. Yeah, yeah. In Atlantis. Cause insta and, instead of and then see like the darker edge of, uh, you know, his rule or something like that. Right, had a different reason. And and found out in a different way that he was corrupt. Maybe found yeah. out about the false flag right. operation. But instead, we get that scene and then Aquaman inadvertently challenges the ocean master trial by combat yeah and so what we have there is have kind of a black panther scene yeah it's it's undeniably a black panther scene i mean it's like it's i think it's visually like bigger i mean they they, they go all over the arena and you know some gladiatorial stuff going on but yeah the monarchy thrones at stake we're talking black panther and much like in Black Panther, at least during one of the fights, Aquaman loses, uh, gets cut off, so he doesn't actually die. Right. But it looks like he's about to die. Mira saves him, and they're off. They're trying yeah. to escape. Yeah. Yeah, the, the the ring of fire did not work out for Aquaman first, first go-round. And so they're escaping. And then we get the next kind of parallel... Um, with uh, with a little bit of Thor Ragnarok feel to it, escape escape from the new te high tech city. Right. This the movie reminded me a lot of the first Thor. Yeah. The first time I watched it. This, yeah. This on the second on the rewatch, a couple of Thor Ragnarok moments. Definitely the scene in where he meets the Ocean Master, and this scene where they're escaping and they're flying. Essentially, they treat swimming as flying in this yeah. movie. So they're they're flying in a ship and they're escaping. Cannons turn on them. Yeah, the, the hydro cannons. We hydro were warned cannons. about the hydro cannons. We were. Yeah. Very Chekhov's gun of James Wan to do that for yeah. us. Yeah, they seemed okay though. They weren't. They weren't too bad. Yeah, no, they weren't as much of a threat as they didn't get hit by the hydro cannons. It was the Ocean Master who ended up hitting them. Yeah, the 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 ship sinks. They barely escape. They go Pinocchio style into the whale. Right. And then and then. We learn, you know, Arthur talks to the fish, and then we learn that that's a big deal. We didn't know that that was a big deal. See, we, it was unclear of, of who could talk to fish. Right. Uh, Mira seem is like, what are you doing? Yeah. Basically, and he's like, oh, I don't know. I can understand him sometimes. It makes sense yeah. that Aquaman doesn't really know because he can yeah. just do it he's naturally. He's the only one. Yeah. Uh, and Mira, but Mira. Like it. Again, this, like you said, this is a big deal. Mira is ensconced in this culture. She's the princess of whatever her redhead kingdom is. Yes. She's betrothed to... She's going to be the queen of Atlantis. Right. She is... She knows her fish shit, and she has no idea what, what Aquaman's doing. Yeah. Yeah, she's, she's surprised. Very surprised. So this yeah. is not even a thing that kings do or yeah. royalty does. If, like, if she was torn between Ocean Master and Aquaman before, she's definitely leaning heavily on Aquaman now. Yeah. She's like, he, he checks all the boxes. He looks like Jason Momoa. He looks like Jason Momoa. He swims and he talks to fish. Triple threat. What more do you Triple want? Triple threat. Yeah. So after that we have our we have our trying to set up this kind of journey and this romantic mm -hmm. connection mm -hmm. between Mir and Aquaman. And they go first they go to the desert. Yes. And uh they fly over, he falls out, they bicker a little bit. Yeah. And then Aquaman, of course, right when he was like, You're wrong, this is dumb. We're never. We're all gonna die. We're never gonna find it. Whoosh, whoosh, right into the pyramids right. of lost. Sinks through the Raider. perfect. Sinks through the perfect tunnel into the lost desert kingdom 
of the of the other Atlanteans. The second Atlantis. Yeah. And and then and then our next uh our next uh throwback is a little um Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade feel to it. I think that literally is the cliff that that he has to come over, you know, to get the Holy Grail or something like that. It looks exactly like it. Does it. look like it. They don't have to jump. So so that's good for him. But but yeah. And then it's all right. So now we discover the wheel, right? The 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 the, the kind of the throne room of this place and we have this object bottle cylinder from from um the the from coach, green goblin from and green it, goblin and essentially it's a, it's a key yeah and right. they plug it into the wheel right and again apparently this used to be so so another confusion this is one of the seven lost kingdoms this yes. is one of the two kingdoms that's lost right out of the seven if only this kingdom had people in it they could have a vote they could have had a vote. Yeah. If there's one guy left, apparently right. I, he'd have a vote. I don't know who was, like, you know, power of attorney for this kingdom, but they could have voted against it. So so here, so here's the thing about it. This was, when they go in, this seems to be Atlantis, Atlanteans, Atlantans, mm -hmm. the old king, the mythical king. Yeah. His throne At room. Atlan. Yes. Atlan. He was king of Atlantis. Atlantis is a separate kingdom than this sand kingdom. Yeah. That's the it, what, what's it, going on. It's like were they one kingdom and they split into seven kingdoms? Have they always been? But then why is one of the only one of them called Atlantis? Right. It almost yeah. it, it does seem like I I called it a first among equals. Yeah. I think it's seen it, it's it's almost like it's like an empire kind of. It seems yeah. to me like a right. Roman like a Roman Empire. There right. is Rome, there's but Rome. also there's a whole Roman Empire. Mm -hmm. It, that, that's what seems Atlantis and now you know Atlantis has shrunk where it's only Atlantis now and it wants to Ocean yeah. Master wants Ocean to make Master, it you know, back to its kneel old before Ocean Master yeah right so so the desert kingdom we, we have this key it doesn't seem to be working Mirror says ah water it's, it's everything Atlantis water so she draws so again she goes water avatar right draws the water out of Aquaman one drop, single drop, single drop, and the gears start turning. Gotta grease those wheels boom, with a single boom, drop boom, of water. Boom. We get a hologram. We get Atlan in the hologram. And he says, if you're worthy and of the blood and... He said, if you're a true king, it. if yeah. you're the true heir, is what he says. Yes. If you're the true heir, and if you're worthy. So it's kind of unclear. It's a little bit of a Thor problem. Is Thor worthy because he's worthy? Is he worthy because he's Odin's son? Yes. Uh, it, it's a little bit of Aragorn being... Is he worthy? Why right. is he... Right. Blood or... Or... Blood or honor. Yeah. Or honor. Not not quite answered at this point. Not quite answered ever. Yeah. Frankly. <laughs> not not quite answered ever. <laughs> um, yeah. But, but we don't... We don't really know. It sounds like Aquaman's gonna be worthy, but we don't know. He doesn't really want it. Um, but but they move us forward, right? They give us a they give us a place to go. We have um, a, a glass bottle map to to look at if we can find the right place. And so then then next we you know we're in Sicily. We have a romantic jaunt through your home home world, uh, yes, Sicily. My home world, um, which is a, a nice scene. And, and look, I I get very nervous when they when they show you know home, uh, you know. Sicily or or New York or anything like that, but it was pretty much spot on. I gotta say, I mean that's basically what every town looks like. And 
so that's good about the accuracy. I also thought it was just maybe one of the most effective, or probably some of the only effective character development between Aquaman and Mira. Yeah. You want to sell this relationship, and other than this scene, I I got no hints of a relationship. This is when they tried the hardest to sell it, and and it was fine. It was good. We just needed a few more moments of it. It was too short. Yeah, you know, she she plays around with the water fountain. She she does puts a little uh, you know bubble show on for the kids. She eats a flower. She, she eats a flower she too eats a to, flower. Make her, to make her feel better yeah, about yeah. it. She's never been to her. She, I'm also realizing that her hair is exactly like Ariel, which is now freaking me out. And she wears the green. Yeah, like... she's basically like the Little Mermaid. Um, yeah. <laughs> who, I wonder if she also ate a flower at this point, you know, but yeah, you got hmm. that, you got those kinds of beats to it. Just, she's now really been on earth probably longer than she's ever been on earth before you right. know, on the land. It does seem that way. But then boom, you Black know, Manta comes back. Black Manta's back and he's got a suit. Oh yeah. We, we skipped, we skipped we, him getting the suit, we but it's not getting that suit. important. But, but you know, we had this great, like preparing for battle scene where he's montage. building montage with techno music where he's building a suit but now we're going to see the suit in action and, and he's got friends with him he's got he's got some atlanteans you know working for ocean master who are who are coming after him so the ocean master set set gives this gives the atlantean armor and weaponry to black manta and says listen black manta i want you to kill aquaman you want to kill aquaman it's a natural villain team up but I can't be traced back to it. So we need to hire an outsider to go do it. Yeah. Here, take my most loyal, well-known guards in their distinctive red armor Yes, to go follow you. One of them was, like, in a scene earlier in the movie where he was, like, pulling up tracking devices and maps, like, all in front of Dolph Lundgren. Like, everyone saw that he was there. And then he got into the suit and he was with them. So, so totally incognito. Right. Nobody was no, going to recognize these guys. Certainly. And, and and honestly, it took Mira probably about a second and a half to be like, Ocean Master sent them. Yeah. So yeah. it wasn't super stealth. Yeah. Uh, but they have a fight scene in Sicily. They destroy a lot of this poor town. Yeah, poor... The poor town. The poor bells. The, the old lady's apartment got wrecked. It was so clean before. Um, yeah, but it but it was a nice scene. It was, it was pretty... It was pretty funny it was a pretty good action action scene we had an interest interesting shots where in almost like the same cut we we went following aquaman and then zoomed in like mira was also in the same shot but then we we zoomed in on mira's yes action yes which is honestly i don't think i've ever seen that before yeah and kind of it was like parallel action scenes to each other yeah but not a back and forth cut more of a slower cut just from a it was distinct. It, not, I don't know how much I liked it, but I, I admire that it was different. Yeah, the, the fight scenes are interesting in this movie. The big ones, big battle ones, and these ones. You also get another... Mira does a lot of the same moves that Aquaman's mom does in terms of fighting, which I thought was interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely how I don't she, know how uh, Freudian that is, but, like, it was interesting. She, uh, I mean, at least consistently, apparently she was taught, at least in some way, by yeah. Aquaman's mom. Right. So there's some consistency there. Right, right. She grew up, for a couple years at least, uh, you know, spending time with Aquaman's mom. Right, th- that's referenced. Yeah. So now we're at the part of the movie where Aquaman is able to beat up Black Manta. He tumbles down a cliff. But don't worry, he's alive because yes. he's also Atlantean. Black Manta will he's be He's not, back. but he, sh- he might as well be. This is our Yeah, this is our working theory is that Black Manta is really Atlantean. 
because it doesn't make any other sense otherwise that he survives the things he survives in this movie. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's okay because they show him in the end credits scene and he's got like a bandage around his face. Right, so, right. So it's just a, just a scratch. Just a scratch. Just a scratch. Yeah. So so our, uh, our hero and Mira are... Our heroes. The, our heroes. Mira, Mira's you're hero. right. You're right. Equal heroes are uh, making their way. Um, they've discovered the next piece in finding the trident. And, um, you know, Aquaman needs to recover a bit. He's been knocked out. So she actually stole a boat and is, and is heading out, like, edge of the world. And um, they have another nice little moment. She's, like, hanging out on the boat, playing the flute to drive it. it you she know, wakes up. She wakes and... up. All these kinds of things. We get a little bit more flashback. And then, boom, we get the horror moment. And this, I remember you, you said this was your favorite scene in the movie. I, I, yeah, I think it is. I think it is my favorite scene because it's like one of those times where you feel like the, the stakes are real and the tension is real. James Wan, he's, he's a horror director by trade. Mm -hmm. And that really comes through because these creatures are, they're gross, they're ominous, they're, yeah. the way they come up and the swarm and the shot of them jumping out of the boat, it's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. The way this is shot. And I think the words you used, which were great, was like corrupted. Like th these are supposed to be Atlanteans that turned into these sea monsters. Regressed. Over regressed. Yes. Over time. So you definitely see that like humanoid fish. They, they walk on two legs. Swarming thing. And this, yeah, the vi visuals of this are amazing. They fight, the, they try to fight them off on the boat. They pull the flares out. They do what they can. He swings around. You get a um, little bit of the uh, the la in the, the Battle of Winterfell of Game of Thrones with the fire yes. disappearing into darkness. Yes. Here with the flare going down to the sea. Yeah. In, in fairness, this movie is at least before that. So, right. So it didn't copy Game yeah, of Thrones. They didn't copy Game of Thrones in that instance. Um, but it's but a it's beautiful a, yeah, shot. It's beautiful shot, and yeah, they then they sink into the deep, and they come out the other side in this tropical kind of island uh, through a portal. world through a portal. And yes. surprise, surprise, they meet Nicole, Nicole Kidman. Kidman. It turns out that when you hire a famous actor and have her in ten minutes of the movie, she may come back for more of the movie. Yeah, you're gonna want you're gonna want to put her in more than one scene. And they do, and they have it's cut with a little bit of flashbacks about yeah, the dad. Right. They they have this heartfelt reunion. It, it's it's kind of a sweet scene. Yeah. But again, a lot of this movie it's so weird because it's a long movie, and we'll talk about this later. But the pacing is so strange. They they're here. It, immediately, she cries, sees her son, and it's like, all right, go get the trident. Yeah. Yeah, she's been on this island hunting, like, like little fish for 20 years. And we see her in, like, an armor that's made out of, like, the bones of these dead fish monsters. And, yeah, she's immediately like, let's go. She's like, I want to get the hell out of here. I want to get the <laughs> hell out of here. I'm, I'm done. I totally recognize my adult son. Yeah. Yeah, and... Honestly, it's th this is there's I'll a couple. It. I'll take a, it. Cinematic uh, you brevity, know, re <laughs> brevity. Yeah, there's a couple pacing issues, but here the plot needs to happen. Yeah, we have to go. It's a little. It's a little strange because 
I think it would have made a little bit more sense if we had Mira pushing for it because she could be like, Ocean Master's going to attack at any moment. Yes. While Arthur wants Arthur and his mom just want to spend time together. Right. But here we have Arthur's mom, Aquaman's mom, saying, "Time to go. Time to do it." It. Yeah, because Aquaman's mom doesn't know anything about this time. What's time to her? She's been stuck on this island for 20 years. Yeah, like when she was exiled, his dad was king, and he didn't care, you know, he was a dick, but and he she, didn't care she, about any of this she's stuff. She's still alive. She doesn't know that the dad is dead. She doesn't right. know that the son is in power. Right. She doesn't know any of this. But anyway, they send, after about two seconds, they send him off to go get the trident. And yeah. then he goes and fights Julie Andrews. Yes. Well... Well, he's almost going to fight Julie Andrews, but it's no contest. You know, Queen Queen of Broadway knocks him out in two seconds. At least, you know, initially. She's throwing, she's throwing her... Uh, she's throwing her hooks. She's throwing her tentacles around. Yeah. She's calling him half-breed. Yeah, it's rough. And apparently what we learn is that she's, monolo she's monologuing for a while. Yeah. And Arthur eventually says, stop... You're wrong about who I am. And we he, see does the the, waves. he does the waves, does the yeah. cylinders. And she's surprised that he under she's like, You can understand me. So yes. this means she had this whole speech planned for no for someone who wouldn't even understand it. Who did and she assumed that he would not know what she was talking about. <laughs> yeah. Also, he knew she knew who he was, that he was half a half breed on site. Yeah. But didn't know he could speak to fish. Yeah. So her, her like, awareness is not as great as she thinks it is. The, the you know, she's like the sphinx in the ocean, but she's not, you know. Right. She's a little, she's a little bit taken aback by, by the fish talking powers. And that, that's honestly, like, that's the number one thing that swings her over. And then on top of it, he's like, I, I don't want to be here. He gives the Game of Thrones. Yeah, he, he gives, gives, he gives John the Jon Snow. He's he's deserving of being king because he doesn't want to be king. Right, right. He's not worthy of it. He just wants to do the right thing. That's all he wants. Mm -hmm. He looked in the army of the dead's eyes and he just that's all he cares about. He yeah. saw the ocean master and he wants to stop him. Yeah. So th this is an interesting thing. He's surf and turf. He wants both. <laughs> what about Aquaman makes him Makes Julie Andrews say it's okay, allows him to pick up the trident. Is it his ability to talk to fish, which isn't in his blood, because his brother can't do it, his mom can't do it, yeah, his dad certainly can't do it, right? Or is it is his willing? Is his just will? Because they mentioned about being the true king in the air, so it seems that there's more to it than that. Yeah, I mean. I think he's it? talking to fish. I think she's just happy to have a friend to talk to. Because poor Atlan died. And she's just been, like, you know, stewing for a while. So has anyone... So what... Where does he get this gift to, to speak to fish? Um, because it saves the, it saves the day yeah. for him. And, and it, it was, comes out of nowhere. It was love the whole time. Yeah, he, he respected the fit. It's it's a little unclear. Yeah. About and 
And I get using the speak to fish as just a vehicle so we can have his speech and convince her. Right. But it seems like she's pretty convinced before he can Yeah, she he can even speak. Yeah, he really didn't need to say much after that. Like he says it for us, but but she's she's on board. It does it does make it more seem more like a divine right of kings type thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'd like to explore some some of that theme in this, but yeah. I think I think I think it's definitely the fish talking. Okay, so moving on, he picks up the trident, he becomes Ocean Master. Yeah, Ocean Master. Apparently right. there are two ways to become Ocean Master. Mm -hmm. Dual tracks. Either the democratic <clears throat> process or you pick up a trident. Yeah. Surprisingly picking up the trident involves killing less people than the democracy. The the aspect. ocean's a weird place. Yeah, yeah. So he picks up the trident, he becomes the ocean master, he goes and he's off. The, he's off. We cut yeah. we cut to ocean master ta arresting the, the coach. The self-proclaimed ocean master. The false ocean master. False ocean master Orin. And he's he's about to get what he wants. He's he's pressured he's already pressured the third kingdom. Uh, you know, killed killed the king, forced the little uh, who, princess. Who, by the way, are the only sensible people in in the entire goddamn ocean. Yeah. She, when he goes up to the king, says, we need to invade the surface, they're polluting. He, the king goes, well, how about we just go to the surface, share our technology, because apparently they can have energy without polluting. So, yeah. share our technology and then just become friends with the surface. Yeah. And he's like, you're a coward, and stabs him. <laughs> so, the guy says, the only sensible thing that's said in the entire movie... And he's rewarded with death. With death. Yeah. And, and also just really ring, rings hollow the previous scene with him saying to Aquaman, you're so terrible, because here this guy comes with a totally reasonable solution and immediately gets la gets killed. Yeah. For it. Yeah. So, so false Ocean Master has three of his kingdoms. He's going to get his fourth, but he can't get his fourth without a battle. He's, he he's got the army. The, cra the crab people. The crab people. Yes. The crab people, you know, Admiral Akbar and his buddies. They, so they're gearing up for war. They're not having it. They're not bowing to this guy. So you can have my army, but you'll never have my allegiance. Yes, yes. And so they Pretty get ready to charge. They they start they start the fight. They get ready to charge. It's you know it's coming at them. The, the people crab are, people are getting fish getting, are dying all over the yeah, place. Fish are more fish are dying. Than in like a hundred ocean spills. They use like oil spills. They use sharks, the dolphins, prehistoric crocodiles. They use them all as essentially as like war horses. Yeah, war horses and cannon fodder. Yeah, a lot more like, cannon fodder than, yeah. than anything. And and some of these guys aren't like mythical beasts. They're just like regular dolphins that die. Right. They're they're like sharks and yeah, like endangered species are in trouble over here. So. But, so but, the other reason this would be a good Marvel movie is we have our CG, our big CGI battle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pretty requisite. Completely, completely rendered. We have it. Good. It fits in. Hits that checklist. Yeah. Uh, I, I, how do you think the battle looks? I don't want to say that it's too dark. I mean, it does have a lot of color to it, but I can't. I never really know who's winning or losing at any point in time. You don't know. It's hard to know the scope of it because we yeah. never see how big. We always see the Ocean Master's forces, like, kind of from, like, in the middle of them. Yes. So we don't know how many people he has. Yeah, because, like, nobody nobody stops moving at any point in time. Like, nobody's 
you know, hiding behind a bunker or, you know, anything. Like, they're just, they're just jousting it, back and forth. It's just mad. It's chaos. Yeah, it's total madness. So There, there are no tactics being deployed here. It's straight no, charge on charge. It's, it's melee. But, um, it, visually, it's, again, it's very cool. A little bit, a little bit confusing to understand who's winning or you know what, like where where it's going. I think the most effective thing this does visually is the ocean master is blue. Yeah, and then the crab people are red. Right, because the crab easy people to remember. they're coming from the lava. Yeah, and the ocean masters come from the sea. Yeah, so blue and red, it makes it easy to at least see who's on what side. In terms of who's winning, who knows? Um, well, I guess Orn is winning because there is that time where he knocks down the crab king. Right, and, but he's, and, and he yells that he's the ocean master. And yeah. then he gives that line about not not surrendering, but yes. you can you'll have to over his dead crab body. Right. But and then right when he's about to kill the crab king and become the ocean master officially, yes. out comes Aquaman, Aquaman. with the, with Julie Andrews, probably because she doesn't talk anymore. They only yeah. had her to record for one day. Right. So she comes up and then uh He's basically using the trident to control the sea. Yeah. He, this, actually, this is when the regular dolphins come out. And, and they, they take one for the team. And all of a sudden, crab people and Aquaman are bringing the fight right to, uh, right to Orm. And it, now, now it looks like it's going the other way. Like this time, At this point in time, you know who's winning. You know Aquaman's winning big time. Right. Now that a third party has entered the mix, Aquaman brings... He brings those corrupted people because they're half yes. animal, so he yes. can control them. They enter, they enter it. Uh, he commands the trench. Was he, the line? He commands the Great trench. Line, yeah. It's like, well, then he's your king now. Yes, is right. Dolph Lundgren right. Says. So Dolph Lundgren agrees to 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 flip over to Aquaman. He's not a man of many convictions, Dolph Lundgren, in this movie. No, he he, he kind of just kind of goes with it. Yeah. He likes to fight, so he's definitely a biggest stick in the room. Gets the yeah. He's like, his when do I get to hit people? That right. that's Dolph Lundgren in this movie. But he, but he picked the right sides at the right time. He did. He he, he sticks around like no consequences. So yeah, he yeah exactly. No one no one's like, hey, you betrayed me before. No no yeah. one, no one seems to yeah. care. Uh, but anyway, Ocean Master's undeterred. They fight. Eventually, we. Mira says, quite rightly, that there are way too many casualties. This is a ridiculous yes. battle. Yeah, she's like, we need to stop. There's too many casualties. <clears throat> you know, there's going to be no people left. Yeah. and Because Aqu Aquaman doesn't give a shit about these people. You know, they're fish to him. Yeah, he, he, he can talk care. to them, but he can. But there's a lot more of them. So. All right, we have this whole... Yeah. The, the cavalry comes in with a whole bunch of sharks, and Aquaman just makes a cool shot. He just makes them stop. Yeah. Using his his powers, he's got now. the powers and and harnessed by the the new trident. Again, another Thor Ragnarok. It seems that his uh, his Mjolnir was never to never the source of his strength. Merely helped him manage it. Yeah, he channels it. channels it. Um, but yeah, so the battle battle is going his way. But yeah, we want this fighting to stop. At the end of the day, we're all sea people. You know, creatures of the sea. Um, and, and so we get Aquaman and Orm facing each other first deep in the water and then gets thrown up onto the surface, onto, onto the, the surface. top of the ship. And now Aquaman gets to face Ocean Master in his domain yes. on the land. Right. And they fight and it's a pre for the climactic fight, it's pretty quick. Yeah. It's uh, quick, but it's an even fight. I think 
a little bit. Like, it starts off okay. Until Aquaman brings out the... Yes, the move. Che- the Chekhov's move. Yeah. That we, was introduced earlier. We see the spin move that Green Goblin said he wasn't ready for. But now he's ready for it. He's ready. Because he's he's gone on his journey. He's returned from his quest. Yeah, And so now this is moment. Now he's ready to do this move. And, and the move just, you know, knocks... Orm down. He's not ready for it. Not ready for it. He follows it up. Boom. He cuts he cuts Orm's trident in half. half and he's on his knee. You know, he's he's done. Right. So and then that's the movie. Yeah. O- o- Ocean Master has kind of a turn here where even though I thought there were seeds of him being uh, not really a true villain, but more of a just an extremist that yeah. has the right idea. Here he actually kind of uh the mom comes out, and because he's their mom, they do, he's okay with being taken prisoner. He smiles at the end. And- yeah, he wanted. He he was like, get you know, kill me, and then and then mom was like, no, and he was like, yes, mom, and that was mom's like, go to yeah. your room, and he's like, yeah. okay, he was like, okay, and then that's the movie. It seemed, and then at the end of the movie, Aquaman said he's going to be king. Yeah, and uh, there's no way it's going to happen. <laughs> he, right, <laughs> right. That's the the other working theory is that he. Arthur Curry will not be king uh, uh, more than 30 seconds in the start of the next movie that he's in, probably. Kind of like how in Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, Volume 2, Star-Lord needed to lose his planet powers yeah. because he's too strong. This Aquaman that can control all these, like, summon an army of fish monsters, Yeah, he's too strong right now. Like, Black, Ma- Black Manta would have... Okay, deal with this. A neg- he didn't even have really a chance before. Now, now it's just insane. Yeah, he's and, got no and, chance. And look, he even admitted he didn't want to be king. He's like, "Oh, I guess I'll be king." Yeah, he's not going to want to be king. Yeah, and in a very weird line, his the last line of the movie is, "Oh, this is going to be fun," and it seems like he's embracing being king. When the only reason, at least what the movie tries to say, is the only reason he became king is because he didn't want it. Yes, and now and he's that hasn't it. changed. He still doesn't want the things that kings have to do. Right. What, yeah. Again, to quote George R. R. Martin, what's Aragorn's tax policy? Yeah. What's Aquaman's yes. tax policy? How can right. he run this country? Yeah. Uh, so there's no, uh, there's no way he's king. If it's gonna be Volko or it's gonna be Mira, it's gonna be one of those. Or he'll go off on a quest and they'll have to figure it out. Yeah. And maybe yeah. maybe the mom will rule. Right. But. But but yeah, there there's there's the plot of Aquaman. There's there's the delivery. I, I got to say, you know, all in all, I was pretty happy with it. Pretty impressed. So Nick, let's go through. What are your? We'll go through our three favorite things about this movie. Yeah. Nick, what's your favorite thing about this movie? My favorite thing about this movie is how many actors in this movie are from other things that we love. <laughs> this is my favorite thing. Um, so we started off right. We Nicole Kidman. Already in the DC universe, Doctor Chase Meridian, Batman Forever. You know, a brief Batman love interest. So, you know, I, I'm always intrigued when you get this, the universe twice. You know, we we gave Chris Evans, you know, a pass because he could be Human and, Torch, and it worked out. And Captain America, and it really worked out. Um, obviously, you know, this was a, a much more minor first role, but yeah, you know, we we like to see Nicole Kidman come back. Um, Django Fett. Can't forget about Django Fett. Gotta love Django Fett. Doesn't Clone have a ton to do in this movie, but he has a nice moment. No, uh, yeah. 
I feel like numbers. I feel like in the next movie he could kick some ass. Like one scene. That would if, be interesting. If he needed to. In that fight you know, scene, take a beer bottle and smash it over somebody's head. He's ready for that. I actually do kind of like the fact that they didn't have him fight because it showed that like when it was time for for the fight in the beginning in the first scene. Yeah, he didn't fight in that either. He ran away and it, and it just showed that the Atlantis, the Atlanteans were more powerful. Like, yeah, it was a different plane of warfare. Yeah, he kind of knew that he was outmatched. Right, which was you're right. A good, a good scene. Um, then we have Jason Momoa, little uh, Khal Drogo, Khal Drogo action. I love it. Um, I think he works the best because, like, yes, he's iconic as Khal Khal Drogo, but he's he's still like blowing up as a as an actor, and so it's not like. We watch this movie and he we just feel like it's Khal Drogo the whole time, but it's nice to see him have another you know so awesome role. Um, and he just fits, yeah. As as this Dolph role. Lundgren, Ivan Drago, you know, a little Rocky reference, and uh, even Ocean Master, you know, he was in Watchmen. Patrick Wilson, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so this is also, his second have, turn. He played Amber Heard. he played uh, good guy, bad guy. Yeah, Amber Heard. Amber Heard too. Amber Heard's cleavage. Don't forget about that. <laughs> Prominent yes. star of the movie. Amber Heard, um, and her green, uh, Little Mermaid dress, makes quite you know an appearance throughout this movie. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I liked seeing our our favorite people in this movie. Oh, and Green Goblin. Yeah, we talked about him the whole time. Um, it it kind of you know reminds you where you are. So, so, Tom, what was your, your top favorite thing? My favorite thing overall about this movie is... I, I love the, the tone of this movie. Uh -huh. I mean, I think it had thematic problems. And it had... It, we'll talk about the problems in a little bit. Yeah. <clears throat> but I thought the tone of this... And it's really Jason Momoa's tone as Aquaman. He's just having a lot of fun. Yeah. And the movie does not take itself too seriously. Patrick Wilson is as the Ocean Master has these things where he yells, but it's not like an angry yell. Yes. It's more of a musical yell. Yeah, he's like, oh, like he he's into it. Yeah, and the movie the whole time is just has this. It's not. It doesn't take it. Like I said, it doesn't take itself seriously. Jason Momoa was cracking jokes. I yeah. think the first two scenes really show that so well that here that we have this. It, it's a fun after the darkness. That is Justice League, Man of Steel, Batman v Superman. We have this movie that is, it's different. It's it's a it's a reboot of the DCEU. Yeah, yeah. They they understood, I think that this is a superhero movie. We want we want like some serious moments, but we really want to have fun. And and yeah, they delivered. I, I definitely think so. So yeah. that's definitely my favorite thing about this movie. Yeah. All right, what's your second? What, what do you else do you like about this movie? Ah, competing for for second, third. Um, I like some of the music choices. Interesting, because yeah. I I actually had that as one of the things I didn't like about the movie. Okay, okay, the music choices. I thought, I, I I don't know. I thought it was fun. It was it was you know it takes you out of it a little bit, um, but I you know there was one time one time they took you out of it too much. They played the like the pitbull. Toto, <laughs> the Pitbull Toto remix when they go to when they're on the plane. Sahara, yeah, yeah, but like the techno stuff that that part was um, good. Which the, the montage was good. The montage, like the techno stuff that they played every anytime Black Manta was on, was cool. I hope they bring that back because I think Black Manta is going to be more of a thing in like a future film, and and I I also really like 
what this DC world did with these like motifs for their heroes. Like Wonder Woman has a very like notable motif, like Durner Nerner is like her thing. Oh, their themes. Their themes. And uh you know Aquaman has one too, which I like. It's, right. it's kinda like a play on the same notes, but it's just I think that's a cool intro. I I I get that and the techno scenes of Black Mancha are great. His theme is awesome. I think sometimes the music choices in combination with the slow-mo shots and the zoom in on like the character posing takes you out of the movie because even in the opening scene, which I love, uh -huh. Aquaman punches two guys, does the hero pose, and the guitar's like, Dow! like, like it, it's like, okay, like it hits you over the head with how obvious it yeah. is. And I think that that song that that was a scene that like everything about it was so fun and so fresh. The the music it should have been that guitar for the whole time consistently. Yeah. yeah. Didn't need to just draw attention to the one. Oh, now he's in the hero pose. Yeah. No, that I mean that that's fair too. It kind of throws you off a little bit. So, uh, what what was another favorite on your part though? And and I think this goes along with it goes hand in hand with the tone of the movie. The visuals in this movie, yeah, are yeah. amazing. They are they are pretty great. They're great, and, and it's not just that like they're super hyper realistic because it's it's a it's a fantastical movie. Yeah, it, they they treat underwater kind of like Marvel treats space. Yes, in, in a lot of in a lot yeah, of ways, they're like all out. You're you're like totally in that world. It's complete color, and it's you know I, I said it looks like the grand. The, it looks like the Grandmaster meeting Thor, it, not just because it because of the it, it looks like it, but because of the colors and the way it's presented and the scale. You called it Asgard at sea because uh -huh. it, it's kind of beautiful. Even the the scene where they fight, the visuals of the lava around. I mentioned before in the battle scene, the red versus blue with the lava. Yeah, there, there's there's some great visuals in this movie. And I think I think it's maybe one even maybe even stronger than anything. I think it it goes to making the movie fun because it's just the DC universe has been so gray yeah. up until this point. Yeah. This movie is anything but gray. No, no, yeah. This this is probably like Wonder Woman had Wonder Woman had some of this, but I remember like Ares being a real kind of you know just like. You know, not not a very color colorful villain. It was all smoke and dust and mm -hmm. ash and and this this yeah totally different, totally different. All right, Nick. So let's let's talk about criticisms. Yeah, criticisms. What what didn't you like? What didn't work for you in this movie? Well, unfortunately, Black Manta did not work in this movie. Um, I agree. We we like a lot of things about Black Manta and where he can go, but. But it, this wasn't the right place to have him. He didn't. It's not that he didn't work. He didn't work in this movie. Yeah, yeah. He he belongs in there. He's a main Aquaman villain, um, and maybe we could have gotten a hint of him. But I think we needed the time to you know build out the journey, and he he kind of keeps throwing it off, and the way and the way that they made his you know wanting to get revenge on Aquaman was so contrived. It it's just like. It, you know, even a villain's got to give him a break on that one. I think when we talked about why we like this movie, we mentioned I mentioned tone, costumes. You mentioned acting. Yeah. You mentioned music. It's all the 
I mean, it's not superfluous because it's extremely important, yeah. but it's all the outside stuff. It's not plot. That's true. And the, and the plot is kind of weak, and I think part of that is certainly the Black Manta part, plot. Mm-hmm. We have, I think legitimately in this movie, we have two movies. There's the Ocean Master movie, yeah. and there's the Black Manta movie. Right. And we got, and they crammed them together, and I think it, it, deser- it, it provided a disservice to Black Manta, because we have this scene where he, he's just a straight up evil dude he stabs a guy he's a pirate yeah. he stabs a guy in the chest literally in the first scene we see him in the first 10 seconds we see him on screen and then he's begging aquaman to save his dad and acting like aquaman is this huge villain when his dad is the direct cause yeah nobody's telling this. them how to pirate they, they brought it on themselves they brought it on themselves he sees all his men die it, it's as far as motivations for wanting to kill Aquaman go, yeah. it's pretty weak, mm-hmm. and it could have been. And also, I think that hurt Aquaman's own own development because if had they spent more time in that scene and more time making like making Aquaman make a real mistake mm-hmm. that gave Black Manta a real reason to hate him rather than just my dad essentially killed himself and I hate you for it. Right. If they made Aquaman do something that challenged him as a hero and they flushed it out more i think that could have worked better yeah so i'm with you i didn't really like black manta in this movie yeah yeah he 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 deserves a little bit more attention in the next one for sure and and yeah the two movies thing i i think we needed to stick with ocean master as as our main villain ocean Nobody's got more pride in their own name than Ocean Master. I mean, <laughs> he just owns it. And you know, I, for, you know, getting ready to do this, I looked up a bit on on the comic books, and like the the name Ocean Master, is, is just like the guy's like he he adopts that as his villain name. So like, it's like his Black Manta. His yeah, he just he just like chooses to name himself ocean master like his name is orm he's like no i want to be known as ocean master as a villain and and so like this movie it's, it's interesting like it makes sense he wants to take over the ocean and attack the surface world like i get that as a plot point all this stuff to make the to, to earn the ocean master title is like it's kind of a way to justify the crazy name that he has it, it, it's so it, yeah it's like he wants to call himself emperor yeah and but but they can't call him he can't call himself emperor um but i actually do i i actually like like what ocean master can be so i don't want to knock that too much but um i guess i guess my criticism really is is on the weird politics and legalese that was a weird plot point for me well that's my biggest thing with that's my one of my biggest things with the movie. I think yeah. we'll, we'll talk about my next thing, my next biggest thing next. But the politics in this movie are insane. Yeah, there, there's this whole there's this whole notion that everyone cites the law as this nat, this natural John Locke down from high. Mm-hmm. This is the way the law is. It's yeah. been for thousands of years. We're not allowed to invade the surface. Is he the one with the Leviathan thing? Because that would be ironic. <laughs> I don't think he is. Yeah, yeah. But we have... We're not allowed to invade the surface unless four of the seven kingdoms vote. Yeah, and two of them don't exist anymore. 
Right. But we're not going to change the rule to make it like three, three. of the five. Yeah. And one of the one of the five is the trench. Yeah. Who are essentially more animal than than human at this point. Yes. So there are four kingdoms. So essentially, you need unanimous rule. Here's the thing. Why not just say you need unanimous vote? Mm-hmm. The, they could have phrased it as invading the surface is such a big deal. Every kingdom needs to be on board. Right. And then Ocean Master says, well, two kingdoms are dead. One kingdom is animals. So, so, so we need the, go r- with the other four. Yeah. This whole thing about the majority and yet it needs to be unanimous is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, I think he could have done all of the same things just to get more power for his war on the surface world without making it the reason like why he right. could do it especially because the way they he it sh, he should have gotten Dolph Lundgren last yeah because the way they phrase it in this movie is that Dolph Lundgren is the most is either it's him or Ocean Master have the biggest army it's unclear which one but together they have the biggest army yeah, pretty and, much the bulk of the army and Dolph Lundgren is like super transactional in this movie like he would appreciate that this guy has consolidated has power. consolidated power and he'd be like all right you got this kid but but yeah getting him so early the excuse they use is that they need his power to convince the the fish people the the mermen that, that didn't work all it did was, I mean, the Ocean Master just walked up to him and stabbed him. He had enough people to do that. He had enough people to do that, and, yeah. and he made him seem like basically they made the made the way they made the ocean, the mermen fish people seem was that they're the intellectual types. Yeah, they're not. Their army wasn't that important. Their army's not that important. Why even get them? Yeah, yeah. Uh, only only for the vote. They should have gotten them to convince Dolph Lundgren to join. Because yeah. we could have said we don't have enough power to actually fight the surface on because maybe they could have maybe they could have devised some new super weapon that they needed, you know, a, you know, a big army to use or something. This is a DC movie. They literally could have said Superman exists. Yeah. We need more guys. We found some Superman <laughs> DNA in the ocean. We turned it into something. Yeah. We we need more or not even that, just as a motivation, mm-hmm. you exist in a universe. Yeah. Use that fact. Right. Because the minor criticism I have also is um, everyone in Atlantis knows about the surface world. But nobody in the surf, nobody on Earth knows about Atlantis. Even though Aquaman is well known. And, and like, seemingly everyone in Atlantis, or at least the important people, think that the that they do like thinks that the surface world knows what the heck they are and like would send a submarine one submarine to attack them see he they're like so clueless here's the thing it, it's it, it, when when the guy when the fish man says to ocean master no we shouldn't invade when we he says when we reveal ourselves yeah we should do it through peace and through knowledge and spreading our knowledge yeah Ocean Master doesn't come back and say, what they are you talking know. about? They already know about us. They yeah. hate us anyway. Yeah. I think they know... They're aware that they don't know. Like, because it was a false flag. He knows the humans have no idea other than yeah. Black Manta somehow. Right. But... The, the, the politics in this movie, you didn't need it. 
you, you could have just used... They have to fight to gain the... Because otherwise they wouldn't be strong enough. Yeah. But the way they did the tidal waves in the beginning, they didn't need any armies. Yeah, or maybe they, or, or maybe they needed everyone to, like, lower the shield to attack the surface world something, something. yeah they need they all have keys that yeah. unlock something yeah. but literally just because you wanted to you know stick to the constitutionality of it yeah it's kind of like in the phantom menace when they invade naboo and they say <laughs> we need to kidnap queen amidala <laughs> so we can make the so she can sign the treaty to make the invasion legal and, I don't and even, even the emperor's like I need you to sign that treaty. The, the invasion must be legal. Why? How is an invasion legal just because you signed a treaty at gunpoint? I it's even, the same thing. Yeah, and I don't even think that was the most political of where they went with that. But yeah, yeah, that that's extreme. And and that's that's where we are in this movie. So Nick, I'm going to dive now from the politics. Yeah. yeah. To my my major problem with mm -hmm. this, my biggest problem, and the thing that Go I think goes it. from being a the thing that takes it from being a fun movie. And it could have, there was enough here to be a great movie. Yeah. It's not a great movie. It's a lot of fun, but it doesn't reach the greatness. And I think it, I think if they developed, if they had a consistent theme for Ocean Master as his villain plan, I think it could have gotten there. Yeah. How so? Because here we, his villain plan is essentially strip away everything. It's, I want power because I want power. I want to be the Ocean Master, I want to be essentially the Emperor of the Seas, and I want to take over the surface world, which, it's not like he's taking over more land, or he wants to, the sea levels to rise, and turn the ocean into, all, none of his subjects can breathe there. Yeah. Only the royal families can breathe there. So, essentially, the only people who can actually benefit from taking over the surface world, it's like four people. So, he, he's, he's more evil for the sake of evil's sake, it turns out, but they hint at this Killmonger Thanos type deeper villain mm -hmm. when he has his when he gives his speech to when they bring Aquaman into the throne room for the first time and he's taught you know they had the pictures of whales getting harpooned he says our seas are boiling with global warming yeah they show sea turtles and just trash it, it makes it really seem that they could have it could have for a movie that copies so much from Black Panther this really could have benefited from a Killmonger type villain yeah and 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 we know that that there, there's I, I, the the similarities of him being the cousin and everything too is a whole nother one, right? But yeah, and it's a it's a powerful theme. Like it, it's something that Aquaman is going to have to deal with, and it might not be as easy as like bring our technology to the surface world. Like yeah, like that could help, but but yeah, it makes him a lot more relatable and, and a lot more questioning you know question the you know right. if he has a point and they and again they, they mention it in a couple in a couple space so i think the only time we just saw the movie the only times they mention it are one in the throne room scene two when they're in the desert with mira they bring it up that mira mira talks about that they pollute the oceans and they essentially she's almost buying into the propaganda a little bit right that that the she surface the world story. is bad and then the fish man says, he doesn't dispute that the surface world is bad, he just, he disagrees about the way to handle it. Right. And I think, I think that would have been, they, they, they bring up Aquaman as a bridge between the land and the sea, 
he he's not a bridge at all in this movie. He is exclusively C. Yeah. You you don't you don't you see him having fun, but you don't really see him with like friends on land or no much connection on land. You know he met up with the Justice League, but like as far as we know, he hasn't talked to them since. Right. You you, you see his relationship. The only relationship he has in the movie of anybody on land is his dad, and he there's a lot of talk about being from two worlds and bridging that gap. Being a half breed is the reason he can be king because he can unite. Yeah, he doesn't. He unites the the sea, but he doesn't unite the sea with the land. Yeah, and, and I think that would have been much like at the end of Black Panther, where T'Challa goes and opens that school up. Yeah, in in the area where Killmonger's from, I I think it could have served rather than he's like, hey, you're right. The surface is doing a bad thing. It's instead, but instead of invading it and killing everyone on the surface. The message of environmental conservation was here. Yeah. But it's so wildly inconsistent because they have... They talk about... It, they show these terrible pictures of these whales being harpooned. And yet they use all these fish and these whales and these... Their shields. Yeah. As you, they as, go down. As human shields. And guess what? Guess when the United... Guess when, like, you know, the world stopped using horses in battle? Like a hundred years ago, when tanks were invented, yeah, they have they have they water have the cars, ships. they yeah. have ships, they right. have, they're way better, but yet they're still riding sharks into battle. Yeah, they, they don't treat. So there's some hypocrisy on the Atlantean uh, side, and it's not like they want to just take over and install a new government. He literally says, "Scorch the ocean, scorch the surface world." Yeah. So they don't care about surface animals that are still just as innocent as sea animals. Yeah. And didn't contribute to anything to the global warming or the any any problems like that. It, it, it almost they could have they they could have there is there was a there might have been a good argument. There might have been a good plot here. I think in one or two ways you could have either gone the conservation route where you where they set the seeds, or you could have gone the other way where you almost want global where the sea world almost wants global warming to happen yeah. to raise the sea levels and. Have the ocean conquer the land almost organically? You could have might even had that happen to some extent in this movie, right? That could, could have been something for for the rest of the DC universe to have to deal with. Have to deal with at some point, yeah. But there was no for 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 the movie where the whole Aquaman's whole purpose and and, and it's, it's kind of hammered over the head that he's the bridge. There, there there's no bridge. Yeah, it, it's exclusively a sea movie. He's not a country boy. He's not a country boy. <laughs> Uh, right. So that, that's my biggest. Yeah. That's my biggest problem with them. No, that's fair. I mean, I think, I think they have, they have opportunities to to build out the themes. They have some characters that are that are pretty interesting that that I think we want to hear more about. But yeah, yeah, I would say they they, they missed that opportunity for sure. Okay, so Nick, what would you do in an Aquaman? You're you're the writer. You're the director. You're Zack Snyder. All right, I'm in the seat. Okay. What would you do in an Aquaman two? Well, well, I'm Zack Snyder. I go, you know, entirely film noir. But um, no, Aquaman two. I think we want to see some Manta. I think we want want Manta to be planting his revenge, and I think I think he's he's gone more than just Aquaman. I think he's mad at all Atlanteans that you know they didn't deliver on his vengeance, and he wants them out. So right. I think he's. <clears throat> He's gonna bring that that those uh, 
war from the surface world that seemed ridiculous, you know, funny the first time. I think he's going to bring it for real. I think Aquaman's going to have to keep the peace between some Atlanteans who mean well, but, but are looking for a fight. Yeah. I think that's what we're going to see. I think that's, that, that's, that's kind of a great, almost, it, it would be karmic justice where, because he sets up for Ocean Master, he sets up this false flag operation and then, oh, it turns out that you set the wheels in motion for that to actually be, you know, and now that you have a more peace-loving king and the, and maybe the fish people are back in charge of something. Yeah. You, they're not as prepared for Black Manta to strike. And you gave them Atlantean technology and now maybe human armies are equipped in some way with some sort of Atlantean technology and they're ready to attack. I, I think that's... I think that would be a great sequel. I, I just... All I hope for is that they don't do multiple villains again. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, look, look, look at... Whenever a movie franchise... Like, why, why, do, why do they make multiple villains? Yeah, we can't Spider- ping pong. Spider-Man- we gotta stick to one. What's the best Spider-Man movie of the original three? Spider-Man 2? Yeah. You just follow Doc, Doc Ock around. What's the worst of that? Spider-Man 3, where you have... Emo Spider-Man. If Emo Spider-Man. Sandman, Venom. Venom. Sandman. Hobgoblin. Yes. And what? And then you know, Amazing Spider-Man Two that killed that franchise. You have, you got uh, the Rhino. You got the uh, Electro. I about the Rhino. Yeah, That's and then right. you also have the Hobgoblin. Uh, also, a lot of goblins. A lot of goblins. Yeah, best and, movies. You got a good villain that you follow. You you kind of want to root for, but you can't. Yeah. And you can do an evil, an evil villain that that's evil. But as long as you give them, like for instance, an evil vi- if they made the if they did the rise the sea levels plan and yep. he was evil and he wanted to to conquer, that's fine because he had an it he would have an interest. And he's like, well, I live under the ocean. My people live under the ocean. I'm going to. I don't care about the surface world. I care about my people. My people are, you know. He could have even said the surface world has polluted parts of my ocean people are dying yeah so i need more space i need more i need more ocean i'm taking over the surface world by rising the ocean levels yeah and i think that would have again it's it's one of those things that you certainly don't agree with that it's horrific but you set but it's realistic as a leader because we've seen it in history yeah and but this kind this thing it just they straddled they straddled it and they Mm -hmm. they didn't pick a direction you can have a minor a secondary villain, but Black Manta was too much to fill that role. Yeah, he's a main he's a main Aquaman villain in his own. And right. he was a main villain in this movie. He had yeah. a whole arc and he denounced capitalism. Don't give me I don't care about money anymore. Yeah, he was doing he was doing the job for free. Yeah, he's don't pay me. Uh, Aquaman's death will be payment enough. Right. Yeah, I don't know how he's funding all that research. I guess he was a big pirate before. Success yeah. very successful. He he made some good four oh one K investments that he's cashing in early. Yeah, he's smart. He uh, he diversified. He, he's got everything. Uh, yeah, he's got everything ready. Yeah, but but a good, a good solid movie with some some good uh, relatability to the villain. Somebody we could focus on. Yeah, I, 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 I'll I'll go see Aquaman too. Nick, before we go, one last thing. I think we need the elephant in the room. We need to talk about why do the two leads have so little chemistry? Yeah, that that's kind of a disappointing thing because I think. I think we both liked them for the part. I think I think they they, they you know they, they seem like they could be good. 
I think they just have no, they have no like danger moment. They, there's there's like almost no time when they're, except for like the fish people, they're they're almost never really in danger, and except for like the piazza, they never really hang out. And I think we needed a little bit more time with them. Right. And and I and and I think they needed to to make it more like, maybe if they made it more subtle, like maybe if Orm started off as not a huge you know you know jerk right and yeah. and, and grew into it we, you know we could see her turn a little bit like i don't think we needed to have them kiss at the end of this movie no i think this could have been a slower burn because the movie's done it's done it did super well they're getting a sequel yeah they they could do a slow burn there there's even like there's a i think a, it's a graphic novel story where uh, flashpoint where they have that or they have like that alternate time right and you know, I guess Aquaman and Wonder Woman are are not good, quote unquote, mm -hmm. good in that movie. Um, they're kind of like you know po political and all that stuff. But but there's like something with them. I think it, I think if you if you left Aquaman a little bit more open in that way, and you left Mira as a solid standalone character, because she's she's a good character. I, I think she she's even like a Justice League member at some point. I mean, um, yeah, and I think she I think works you... in this movie too. Yeah, I think Amber Heard is good. I think Jason Momoa is really good, except when they're interacting with each other. Yeah, maybe maybe they should have, maybe they should have, like acknowledged the lack of chemistry and and kind of moved it into that you know acknowledged you know made it more open in the movie. And again, I think it's the it's a little bit of the two the two in one thing. Whenever they they start to breathe, and you, you talked about. The be the best the best things the best relation I look at like a Star Lord and Gamora mm -hmm. from Guardians of the Galaxy. They built that relationship with one. They have Star Lord saving her in the prison, and then and then the scene where they're listening to music together. You ha you need these scenes of one intense danger where there's yeah. like a an actual risk, and then the the quiet calm where we get to know each other. They they rush through them in this movie. Yeah. They, they're got, trying to hit a lot of a lot of points. Too many points. Yeah. Uh, so that, I don't think that worked, but hope. But I have hope that if they have a little more time, in the next movie again, both act, both actress, actors, actresses were good. Yeah, I don't think they need to stay together. I mean, I think, I think Aquaman could maybe lose the throne for a bit. I think they could break up for a bit. You know, I, I, and, I, and I would I would be shocked if they're together and married or anything of the sort. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I, I think I think we need we need some tension and heartache for our. For our heroes and uh, you know see where it goes i agree and uh i hope she does make a, uh, an appearance in the justice league because i think her power set is really cool yeah that's an interesting one and in the fish out of water element could is pretty cool yeah because you get that a little bit with uh with wonder woman but if she but if they're going to do more wonder woman movies solo movies um or she becomes less of a fish out of water i think you kind of it's right. Nice, yeah. It's yeah. Wonder Woman nice has have. been on, around on Earth for a hundred years. Yeah. She she knows her her art and her sculpture, but but she kind of she can kind of blend in at this point. Right. So yeah. you have you had a new fish out of water. It's a different dynamic. Yeah. And then you know it. I. So. So those are our thoughts about Aquaman. Yeah. Yeah. Good, mov good movie. I would see it if you haven't. It's a good uh, good rental. Kill some yeah. time. Some it, it's it's like a summer blockbuster, even though it came out in December or no, November. Yeah. yeah, it came out. It came out not in the summer, but 
it's a very summer feel of a movie. So it is light so, in terms of graphic graphically. Yeah, in, it, it fits. In, in this comic book and DC lull, like it's a good one to check. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the first episode of Not Another Superhero Movie Podcast. We hope you enjoyed our discussion of Aquaman. Stay tuned. Next week, we're talking about Spider-Man Far From Home. Thanks. See you then.